welcome back to the Lifting You Higher podcast. I'm Jessica, joined by my beautiful co-host, Brenda. And we're so excited to have you join us today, whether you're watching on YouTube or joining us somewhere else. Um, We are continuing our discussion on communion and um, what communion brings for us. Um, We've, in our previous podcast, we talked about kind of the history and how it started, talking about Passover and the Seder meal. Um, We've talked about that there's healing and forgiveness at the table when we come. And that the covenant, that it's the covenant meal, um, that communion is our covenant meal. So That's right. That's right. And so if you are just tuning in on this one, remember, go back, yeah. and listen to the first one too, because um, that's only half, you're only getting half of what we talked about. Yes. And um, so we're going to take some stuff out of the Bible, obviously. Yes. And we're going to take some stuff out of the this book called Communion of the Table of the Lord, written by Rodney Hyde Brown, because it's a real handy-dandy little book <laughs> that will um, help you understand and teach you what taking communion is about. Yes. Or it goes by many different names, coming to the Lord's table, breaking bread, mm-hmm. um, however you like to refer to it. There's many different ways to call it. Yeah. But um, it's just a handy-dandy little book to look at. And so today we're going to look at two more points about taking communion yeah. and the third one is we're gonna look at is we do it in remembrance of jesus yes that is why we do everything right and um and so we we got to know that's why i'm taking communion because jesus is my savior Mm -hmm. and i want to celebrate him and i need to get closer to him yes and and it's when we do it about jesus then we're making it personal right and it's not a religious act yes because that's where we get ourselves in so much trouble. We try to do something mm-hmm. that makes us holy. Right. Come on. When the only thing that makes us holy is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when we take communion, we're doing it because we're remembering that Jesus is the one, the source of all things. Right. I can't conjure up anything mm-hmm. to make me better or forgive myself. I can't do anything mm-hmm. like that. That all comes from being connected to the vine. Right. Okay. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 11, 23, 24 real quick. And I'm just going to read it to you. And the reason, you know, I think in the last, well, I know in the last podcast we did um, Matthew where he was at the Last Supper doing the communion. And then, in fact, what were the, do you remember the four cups of the communion that we did? And um, that was your, Jessica (laughs) uh, did some really great history on this where they did the, the three, but we left off the, they didn't do the fourth. Right. So the, um, the cups are the, the first is the cup of sanctification, the Kadesh cup. Uh, second cup is the cup of proclamation, the Haggad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one cup. Um, the third is the cup of blessing, the Bukkarah cup. And the fourth, which they did not partake in, is the Halal cup or the cup of praise. Right. So now, so Paul is brought up the, lord's table or Mm -hmm. communion with the corinthians because they have gone off rogue they've gone rogue okay because with each one of these cups there would be four cups of wine Mm -hmm. but and so they had turned it into like a party yeah basically let's get drunk kind of yeah it's like and and to me when i think about this i think this must have been what like fat tuesday was Oh yeah, uh, Mardi Gras, <laughs> which is Maybe I know worse, there's but... they have Mardi Gras in different parts of the country of the world. Yeah, in America, Mardi Gras is mostly in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and it's they have what's called a Fat Tuesday, where everybody just does 
whenever you Throws want. Throws off inhibition, debauchery, <laughs> do whatever you want, you know. And it oh, and geez. it's and it's in they have it in New Orleans, which I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but anyway, New Orleans. New Orleans. And um and so this is probably in my mind, if I'm wrong, just write it in the comments. <laughs> but in my mind, I think this is what the Corinthians had turned the Lord's well, table into. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if you um, study it all about the Corinthians and just read through Paul's letter, you know that they just, you know, threw yeah. worry to the wayside, like just didn't worry about it. You and, know? and you should be celebrating the Lord's Supper or yes. the taking communion, but not in that way. <laughs> okay. Not in a, oh, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Come over and let's get wasted. No, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, not that's all. not, that's not what it was about. No. So. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 24, so mm-hmm. you can just kind of get a grip. So it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. This is Paul talking to them. Mm-hmm. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he said, and he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this and remember to me. Yeah. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this when you ever you drink it in remembrance of me. So what he's trying to say is let's come back, come back to Mm -hmm. the beginning. You've gone way astray and let's refocus on what taking communion is all about. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we, sometimes we do need correction. We go off on a rail, we go off on our own little rabbit Mm -hmm. hole trait chase and um, end up doing some kind of weird stuff. And God has to just bring us back. And, and that's one of the benefits of taking communion also right. is that it brings you back to point one. Yes. It gives you time to examine your heart, like your true heart. Like, yeah, that's right. So, and, and doing it, remember it's, you know, I, um, it's kind of like a taking communion is kind of like a memento. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if you go on vacation you buy, you know, we all do it. We all buy souvenir, something, a little memento that reminds us of this special moment. Or maybe we, we where maybe we're standing in a really beautiful place in a beautiful country and we're looking out over just glorious land that God made. And we might just bend down and take a little pebble, a rock as a memento of this yeah. moment when I stood and I looked at the glory of what the Lord had done. Mm-hmm. And so that's what taking communion is all about. It's just yeah. that a memento with God. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get married and you exchange wedding bands, is there power in those rings? No, no it's, it's just memento. a memento. Remember, this is the day I made a covenant with mm-hmm. someone. And so that's what, that's what communion is all about is just a remembrance of what Jesus did for you and what you want to do for him. Yeah. And so, um, so when Jesus gave it the bread and the wine as a memento, we, we, by bringing out and setting up the bread and the wine for me anyway, when I'm doing it, I'm remembering some of these things and I'm making a memento remembrance Mm -hmm. of, um, that Jesus made a way when I didn't deserve a way out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got saved when I was, I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior when I was 29. Well, you know what? 29 is a long time to be on this earth. So I got to partake in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I know, I remember times where I used this name as vain. I remember a lot of time when I kind of started going off into some weird stuff where I thought there's other ways to get to heaven. You don't have to go through Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, it was just, I think of, you know, he made a way for me when I didn't deserve it. When I was out there just in the muck. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. being who it should have been. So, anyway. Exactly. And and I remember when I'm getting out the implements that Jesus loves me, 
that so much that he was willing to suffer, mm-hmm. go through that suffering. I know that there's a, you can actually find this on the internet if you want to, but there's a doctor that went through, medical doctor that went through what was actually happening to Jesus's body. Yeah. It's when not he w- went I mean, through the scourging and the cross, you know, putting the crown on him and then being mm-hmm. nailed to the cross and everything. And I think, um, yeah. And I, and I cry when I break a nail and, um, <laughs> Because you know, it was painful. And I was like, and he bore all that. If yeah. I was the only person on the planet, he would have bore all that for me. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, sometimes you hear people say that and you're like, la, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they say it all the time. <laughs> but, you know, just stop and think about it for a minute. Yeah. He went through all that because of you in 2024 needed mm-hmm. to know, I want you. Yeah. And then another thing I'm thinking as I'm remembering it, what Jesus d- did and getting the stuff together, I'm remembering that. Jesus gives me the victory out of my weaknesses mm-hmm. that what I personally struggle with may be no big deal to Jessica yeah. or what Jessica struggles with is maybe no big to me, big deal for me, but it, but he is there for each one of us and each one of our ways. And he knows what our weaknesses are and he is there to strengthen us in them so that we don't succumb to them. Mm-hmm all because he loves me yeah yeah and um jesus how it's a, by remi- remembering this jesus has provision for me yes like i'm not we're not saying here that he's you're gonna say jesus give me a thousand dollars she's gonna give you a thousand dollars she's not an atm but he provides everything we need like we have a roof over our house we have a you know we have electricity we have heat he provides all of them that's right and he healed us Jesus healed me on my sicknesses. Yeah. I could regale you with stories of things. You know, there's two, I, I won't go into this. It's not about, you know, but there are times where I know Jesus has healed me. Yeah. He has healed me. He may have used a doctor to heal me. Right. But he, he healed, healed me. And when he has used a doctor to heal me, there's always been a word from the Holy Spirit that is, that is like, I know without a shadow of doubt mm-hmm. that physician may be standing here, but there is a God directing Amen. his hand Amen. because of the things that have happened. Well, can healed. we just uh, get, can I give an example real quick? Yes. Okay. I ha- So 2020, I had uh, brain surgery. <laughs> the eye doctor said, well, I'm sorry, but you will never see again and you'll never be able to drive. And we're just going to have to live with that. And I said, no, that's not happening because I knew because God gave me a word that he was going to restore my vision. And he has. I mean, it's not 100% like it was, but I still have 20-20 vision. That's right. So God can heal us. That's right. And and So another remembering thing I'm doing, momentum I'm doing Mm -hmm. when I'm getting ready to take communion is I'm remembering that Jesus wants to tell me to tell his story to other people. Right. He wants me to tell his story to other people. You know, and it's just like, really? You don't have the courage to talk about Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Like, aren't you glad that he had the courage to walk down, you know, walk the cross to the, to his crucifixion? You know, it's like, really? Okay. So you don't, you don't have that courage, but I'm remembering that I need to be able to talk about Jesus Mm -hmm. wherever I go in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Even if I maybe not look like the cool person in the room. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I felt so guilty for not just going door to door and sharing the gospel. And so sometimes that he's not calling everybody to do that necessarily, but we are called to make disciples of all nations. That's, That's in right. Matthew. Um, but so talking about Jesus doesn't mean like you got to go door to door and you've got to win, you know, 100 people a day. No, that's not what we're saying here. But that's right. So. so. Um, another thing I'm remembering is that Jesus always thinks the best of me. Yeah. Or, you know, 
I like you know just personal. I'm my own worst critic. You mm-hmm. know, I'm always you know it's like you know you you know what trying to do everything perfect. You know, <laughs> um, and so yeah. But Jesus always thinks the best of me. Mm-hmm. He always thinks the best of me, regardless of what a negative person may have said, you know, cause there's a lot of negative people out there yeah. and they disguise themselves as Christians. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've all got, well, this is what I think. And then it's always negative. Almost to the point where any time I hear someone say, this is what I think is like shields up, you know, it's coming. And so, um, yeah. so, but he always thinks the best of me. Yeah. We skipped one, but, um, oh, no, go for we it. can read it next. Jesus will never turn his back on me. Oh. He doesn't like, he will never forsake us. Never. That's right. We are never forsaken. Never forsaken. Men may forsake us, but Jesus never will. Yes. Um, we also know that Jesus defeated the devil. So mm-hmm. no matter what type of warfare I'm in, yeah, that he is the victor. He is the victor. And mm-hmm. if because he's the victor, we are the victor. Yes. We will have the victory. Yes. And um, Amen. So just think of some things. As you're getting your, mm. um, you know, your bread and your or your cracker and your juice or whatever together to take communion, remember the things that he did for you. Yeah. And then there's also things that you need to not remember. Yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> no guilt, no mm-hmm. shame, no uncertainty, no depression, no oppression, yeah. no fear, no insecurity. These are things that you need to say. Just cut off. Mm-hmm. And say nope. No vain imagination. Nothing that's raised itself up against the knowledge of God. It's out of here. Yeah. Yeah, because Jesus isn't going to bring back those things, the guilt and shame. That's the enemy bringing that back. That's right. He wants to shut down the flow that's going on mm-hmm. between you and the Holy Spirit as you're going through this this really sweet, mm-hmm. um, personal yeah. thing, you know, that is in a relationship with you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Again, relationship, not religion. Right. Um, that's good. So that's, that's, so that first, that part three <laughs> is that we do this in remembrance of him yeah, because it's all about what he did for us. And then part four is, which is our, our last part is how do we approach the table of communion or the table of bread or, you know, yes. taking communion with God, however you want to refer to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, I think we kind of touched on this last podcast but it's not out of legalistic religion it's out of reverence and remembrance that's right that's right and so let's go back to Mm -hmm. first corinthians 11 27 through 29 again remember this is where paul is talking to the corinthians because they had gone off the rails and were kind Mm -hmm. of um doing wild things crazy things he was like you know he just had to shut that down yeah and he said and so in verse 27 he says therefore Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in all unworthy manner mm. will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Wow. As a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognition, recognizing the body of the Lord, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Wow. So he's saying, listen, you know, let's. Let's just stop this silliness. This let's approach it mm-hmm. with with respect and with honor. Yeah. And um and so in fact we're gonna talk about how do we approach it because it isn't a 
it isn't a, well, I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want them to think I'm a heathen, so I'll do it, you know. Or, I guess, twist my arm or whatever. Yeah, no. I know. It's, well, it's 2024. Let me start something new. I'll, no. you know, I'll take communion every day instead of eating chocolate or something. No, that's not what we're talking about. No. Well, let's, how do we approach it? So when we're approaching the table, taking communion, it's not a religious procedure, like yes. we said. Okay. It's a relationship. Um, and the relationship be we remember that Jesus did for each of us as our personal savior. Right. You know, I am, um, I was, um, talking to someone actually in, in prison last fall and, um, they were simple. So now what religion are you talking about? And, <laughs> oh, gosh. and I stopped her and I said, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship because mm-hmm. at no time did I ever mention what congregation or what you know what fellowship I belong to I said I'm not talking about religion I'm talking about relationship right and I looked at her and I and I just looked at her like you know I could say because I I knew that she had not accepted Jesus Mm -hmm. as her savior yet she was still trying to work it out by you know doing a b and c would get her d or whatever you know she wasn't she wasn't um, it hadn't become personal to her yet right and so the number one thing is when you take communion, it's got to be personal, man. Even if you're standing in a group of your congregation, mm-hmm. it's got to be personal. Yeah. It cannot be something that is just routine or you're doing it because everybody else is doing it right. or you're doing it because someone told you to do it. You're doing it because this is something personal between mm-hmm. you and Jesus. That's just it. That's line. good. Mic drop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so then um, another attitude that when we approach, and that's basically what we're talking about too, is the attitude. Right. Your attitude, yeah. right? Get it right. So when, when we approach taking communion, we need to do it with reverent fear. Yeah. So now let's, I'm going to become Jessica for oh. a minute. Okay. Let's break down. Break down. I'm going to break down what that means. So reverent means respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we're going to show respect to Jesus. That we're taking it with sober, we're sober about it. Yeah. You know, we're not just woohoo, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know, I'll just say it. I said the words. Yeah, you're okay. done. I'm done. No, we're doing it reverently. And then yeah. fear doesn't mean that you're afraid of God. Right. It means that you know who God is. Mm-hmm. I bet you one thing, if we could go back in time and talk to those Egyptians that were covered <laughs> when he parted the sea mm-hmm. and then closed it back up, they would say, Oh, yeah. He was everything they said (laughs) he was and more. Yeah. So you don't play with that. (laughs) And so that's what it was saying. So we're just doing it with respect Mm -hmm. in a respectful way without any foolishness. Yeah. And um and being honorable about it. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. We should also approach the taking communion uh, with an attitude that what we're doing and what we're about to do is holy. Yeah. Because we are holy only because of Jesus. Like, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We are holy. And what we're doing is a holy sacrament. That's right. Yeah. And um, and we have been told that we are the priests. Yeah. You know, under the new covenant, we're the priests. Right. Right. Doesn't mean it matter if you're a boy or a girl. You're a priest. Yep. And so, and because we have Jesus in us, and he was a priest too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so when we're doing it, we we, we need to... Remember that, that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a holy thing. Yeah. And um, not to rush through and, oh, I'm bored. Why am I doing this? I'm just going uh, to. Well, and you know, there away. are times where I have to actually catch myself on this because mm-hmm. sometimes I save it to the end of the my prayer time. 
Oh. And so I'll go like, oh, crap. You know, I've only got you know, 10 minutes. I better, you know, hurry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're just like rushing through. Uh-huh. You know, a, B, C, and I'm done. Wibbity boppity boo. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so it's it's a holy thing. And, you, yeah. and, you, and you know, if you rush it's through it, you miss that. Mm-hmm. And you... And you're just doing a shadow of what it's supposed to be about. Right. So, yeah, there are times where I have to actually correct myself. Yeah. Uh, That's good. And we should make sure that we have a pure heart when we're taking communion. You know, if there's something you need to repent for, you should repent for it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he makes that point, you know, when he says, you know, if you're praying for something and you're holding on against your brother, you need to, you know, mm-hmm. let that go. Yeah. And so if you're coming to Jesus... And you know you have sin in your heart for something you de- mm-hmm. did. You, and, and here's the kicker. He knows what you did anyway. Right. So why so, hold it? <laughs> so why do you think you're being <laughs> slick by yeah. not even, you know, fessing up to it <laughs> before you go into communion? Mm-hmm. You know, be like, you know, it's like, let me tell you, you better be glad they're not tying a bell around your leg <laughs> with a rope <laughs> and sending you into there. Because that's what they used to do in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then if you still had that in your heart, you know, <laughs> wham, you're on the ground and they're pulling you out, you know, by the rope yes. that's tied around your ankle. Yes. And so it's like, you know, I think it, I think if that just happened one time, you know, to somebody, we'd all straighten up real quick, oh, wouldn't yeah. we? We were like, okay, oh, first quick. of all, I just want to repent because I lied yesterday yeah. or I, you know. <laughs> I said something really snarky to someone and, and I meant to hurt them. Yeah. You know, because, and, it, and, you know, it was like, whatever. You know, so it's like, you better repent for that and get that off of you before you go into communion. Because, um, yes, we're under the new covenant, <laughs> yes. but that old covenant was just, it's just as serious. So yeah. another thing you need to do when you're taking communion is that, you know, we talked about number three the point number three, the things you need to remember that are mementos for you about, mm-hmm. you know, your relationship with Jesus is that maybe you need to go over one of those points. You know, maybe there's something there where you need to, um, remind yourself who Jesus is. Like if, yeah. you know, you're in some type of spiritual warfare that Jesus defeated the devil, Yeah, you know? And so you need to remind yourself of that as you're taking communion, you know, that Jesus, I know that you've, you're, I'm walking for, through this valley right mm-hmm. now into this spiritual warfare, but I know that you are my good shepherd and I know that you have defeated the devil and therefore I can defeat the devil. So you need to just like kind of go through that mind as you're doing communion, you know, get your attitude right that he is the victor and therefore I am the victor. Yes. You know, and then, um, another thing you need to do as, as uh, attitude, as you approach Mm -hmm. the table of communion is that you need to be teachable. This might be, this probably applies more in a, in a group Mm-hmm. you know, setting, you know, where you're taking communion with your congregation or maybe with your prayer group or whatever, is that, um, you know, whoever is leading the communion, you know, it's like, listen, Mr. Big Pants, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know everything. Yeah. And so you just cool your jets and <laughs> listen to someone else bring communion because yeah. you might be able to take something away from it that's right. going to b- make your relationship better with Jesus. Yeah. And um, you're not a know-it-all, <laughs> you know, that you may think you are, but you're really not. And, um, and so you need to listen to whoever's giving the communion you know conducting the communion Mm -hmm. because even though we've probably read these scriptures a hundred times you know if you've been you know born again for a while but still there's always something new and fresh Mm -hmm. and there's always a new and fresh approach that a different person is going to bring to it Mm -hmm. so be teachable about it just don't like oh yeah yeah come on he's joining on and on and on can we just get to the you know it's like that is 
Man, you just ruined it for you. You might as well just sit down and not even partake of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, in conclusion, um, taking the taking of communion is coming to, ready? Yes. A few. Okay. Table of protection. So, yeah. you know, the table of remembrance, we're remembering why we're doing it. The table of victory because God is, our Jesus is our victor. Uh, table of freedom, the table of blessing. Um, the table of healing, table of rejoicing, it's just on and on and on. Yes. On and blessing, on. blessing, blessing. So we're so grateful that you listened to our podcast today. Yes. And again, like I said, this is part two of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So if you um, want to go back and listen to the first one, I would highly suggest that. Yes. But um, we're just so glad that you did listen to us in the first place or watch us because um, we're here because we want you to know that you are loved. Yes. That you're beautiful inside and out that you have a purpose you have a purpose you have a purpose yes and that you are needed 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 so be blessed stay safe and know that jesus loves you